Welcome to the Committed to Christ podcast. Today is Thursday, March 18th, March 18th 2021. And you know what I would call this? Consistency. It is. We, it's once been a week. once a week. I would really like to step it up and maybe do two a week. Okay. I, I, really, though, I think, I think our listeners might appreciate that. So, yeah. Anyway, how's everybody doing? Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful day. Hey, before we get into the podcast today, if you would like to send us an email, the email address is c2conair at gmail.com. That will be posted in the description of this podcast. So we had, I wanted to talk about this and just kind of okay. share you go ahead. our family drama with our listeners about our washing machine. Oh, this was your drama, I think, more than mine. But well, like, so our what? Funny. Yeah. Well, it's it's an un, one of those unexpected things that happens that you need. Like yeah. you you have to have a washing machine. You do. Mm-hmm. And but boy, I I just yeah. Unless you live by a river with rocks, right? Yeah. Unless, <laughs> right. And, and now we have plenty of water with all the flooding going on. So yeah. there's lots of water to mm-hmm. do. No your rocks water. though. No. No well, rocks. Anyway, but anyway, but it's one of those expenses you don't want to have to make, you know, it's like, oh, really? And it never comes at a convenient time. But what I was going to say is now, you know, because you've been riding this train with me, I've already fixed our washing machine once and I tried to do it a second time and I, and I actually fixed the problem the second time. But then when I plugged it in to try it out, there was another problem that came along with it. So we just decided, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and get a new washing machine. So I go to the local store here to purchase it. Now I had in mind what I wanted to buy when I got there. You did, and I didn't go with you. You did not we go with buy. me. We already looked. We already we looked at consumer reports. We did, we did we all had a this decision. stuff. Yes, and in typical Gregory Craywick fashion, <laughs> so the decision I, changes. The decision did change. It, it <laughs> yes, it did. It. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Mr. Double minded right here. That's me. Tell us the story, Craig. Well, so I go to the local store here to purchase the washing machine that I spent a week researching. Yes. That I already saw and said, yes, this was fine. Yes. And Mm -hmm. right. So the sales guy said, Hmm. Yeah. Are you really sure you want that one? And I thought, Oh, here we go. So he starts showing me these other ones and Obviously, we went with (laughs) the bigger. I okay. I went with the bigger washing machine that had. You did call me. I did call you to to make sure it was okay. Yeah. And there was only a hundred dollars price difference, right, between the one we were going to buy and the one we did buy Mm -hmm. that had all the bells and whistles. It's got Wi-Fi. All this. It's got an agitator. Yeah, it's got an agitator. All this crazy stuff. I know more about washing machines now than I ever cared to know. Okay. So. This week I went back mm-hmm. to purchase some other things and I just happened to walk past the washer, walk down the aisle of the washing machines. <laughs> and the one that I was going to buy mm-hmm. was marked down a hundred and seventy dollars. It was. Ugh, and I thought, that snake, where is he? <laughs> he was not working, but I just thought, man. I got duped, but mm. the one we bought was on sale, though. I mean, the big one. Okay. With all the bells and whistles. And I was looking at them, and you know, okay, so our new one does have so you just more features. It. Yes. But mm-hmm. still, I thought $170. <sighs> 
I don't know. That could lead you down that road of it you, could, when you try to figure. But things see, out. and I already struggle with being double-minded. Yes. Or, well, okay, maybe double mind is not. Yeah, yeah, okay, second it is. Second guessing Second guessing. Okay, did I make the right decisions? Did I? And I when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe. I wonder if I could bring my old one back. <laughs> Get the one I wanted. But no, I didn't. I just said, no, we already, it's already, do, it's already a done deal. So. so you're learning. I am learning. Okay. Well, I've been learning for, how long like, what, have you known? Have We've you been learned? married for 20 years. What have you learned? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always learning. <laughs> so, okay. So there's your washer story. There's my washing machine story. There's always drama all the time. Anyway. Yes. So you, we had an interesting night last night. We and, did. And on our Wednesday night service. And uh, we, we, for the youth, we played a, yeah, a Francis, yeah, Francis yeah. Chan. Yeah, Pastor Rachel played a Francis Chan video, which I think I've seen before, but mm -hmm. um, it really resonated with me more, I think, just because of the things that have been going on yeah, in life. I could tell it. Yeah, yeah. As um, the grieving process that I'm going through with my mom's death, there's, it's been really hard for me. And I'll say, I, I, I talked about this with a couple of people. I don't think that I, I didn't handle this. I haven't been handling it up to this point. Um, today is a new day, but my brother said, we're not, we're not moving on. We're carrying on. And I have not been handling this as well as I had thought that I would mm. when I was there. I mean, everybody heard the podcast before, you know, I was so excited about God and about my mom being able to be with her, being able to praise the Lord and, and pray her into heaven and all of that. And it didn't work out the way I I thought it should in my mind, not, not me with my family, not me with, with anything I left. And I, after my mom died, that, that even, even the couple of days, I think once she lost consciousness, once she wasn't herself anymore, once she was, you know, she was dying. And, and so she wasn't able to communicate. That was it for me. I lost it somewhere I just lost everything, you know, like my, I don't even know how to explain it. And I, and I'm stronger than that. And it surprised me. And I thought I was a fighter and I thought all these things about myself and I, I walked away. I walked through that, that whole time, even this last, I mean, it's been, what is it? So yesterday it was three weeks yeah. since she's passed. And I think during that time, even, even the two weeks leading up to it. So it might have been a few days, so maybe three weeks and two days. I, I wasn't at all what I thought I was in Christ. I questioned so many things that I never thought I would ever question. You know, like I, I even questioned, you know, just why God, you know. And, and when my family was there, they were all saying those things, and I was able to answer everything. But then when the rubber hit the road, it was like I started to stumble. I started to backpedal. I started to, to question my relationship with God who God was, where my mother was, why this happened, you know, all these things. And I learned about grief in a way that I never did be, I never knew about it before. And, and it challenged me. And last night, the message that Pastor Rachel played from Francis Chan was probably maybe, I would say it's, it's probably at least five or six years old. And it was about Peter and how Peter walked with Jesus and in John 21, 
18 and 19, Jesus told Peter what kind of death he was going to have, basically, that he was going to die. And he said, follow me. And Peter followed him, even though he knew he was going to die. And I listened to this message, and he was talking about Peter was Peter when he was getting ready to die in Second Peter chapter one, you know, starting verse twelve. He's talking about how he's going to die, and he knows he's going to, and he's telling the people to to keep moving forward. That he's going to be there with them till the end, and he's going to encourage them until the end, until he passes, and they have to keep carrying on. And all I could think of was, oh my goodness, that was my mother, you know, my mom, if she knew she was going to die, and I just cannot remember. Even even though I know there were times, because they say when people die that they have they question and they go, she never said, she never questioned God. She never said any of that. She just kept encouraging, you know? Right. And and I I dropped the ball. I felt like, wow, God, I really dropped the ball because I I wasn't strong. I, I didn't and I, and I I you know, I tried to be too hard on myself because I know it's a very emotional thing, you know, mm. that and grieving is like that. And, and it's different when you're the one left, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, you're left with, with an emptiness. And she wasn't just my mom. She was my friend, you know, every day I would call her just to tell her what was going on, just to share things with her that I can't share with anyone else. And I, that emptiness, you know, that was there. And Jesus was just last night, I just felt like Jesus just said, okay, you've had your time. Now you have to make a choice. Yeah. You know, now is the time for you to decide, are you going to carry on? And, you know, he was talking about how us in America, we, we look at life and we want to do more. As we get older, we start to think of all the things that we haven't done. And, and people who are going to think about retirement. Like just, our, our bucket list. Yes. Yeah. And, and in our retirement, we try to save this money so we can go see this place or go see that place. And, and Francis Chan was talking about how that's not what... God wants. God wants us to tell others about Jesus. He wants us to share. It's about people and eternal life. It's not about the Grand Canyon or Puerto Rico or, you know, Hawaii Palm Beach. It's yeah, it's not about that. It's not. And and what are you doing? Are you are you taking God's word seriously? And do, do you remember who God is? You know, what is he going to say to you when you stand before him? Because you are. Yeah. You know, how, how is he going to, what is he going to say when he sees you? Are you ready to, to be at his throne? And how, what are you going to do when you get there? And all those things just make me think, just, just step back and think, wow, for the last few weeks, I've been only thinking about myself. Yeah. You know, I haven't put God in the equation. I haven't put God where he belonged. One of the things that Francis Chan said last night in that, sermon uh-huh. was he meets or sees all these people that say they don't want to go to hell. Right. But he meets all kinds of people that don't act like they want to go to heaven either. Right. They're yeah. not interested in the word of God In the word of God and what the word says. Right. Right. And if you look at every saint, every disciple, everyone who is mentioned in the Bible that leaves a legacy, it's always somebody who lived their life out loud for God and never stopped. They ran the race to the end, to the finish. Mm -hmm. You know, they, a lot of them knew they were going to die. And I thought, okay, so my mom left that legacy. And what am I going to do, you know, to, to stay in that? 
And I found myself, you know, murmuring and complaining and questioning and all these things that I shouldn't have done. You know, I, I had to repent. Right. Well, the other thing that he mentioned last night is when he speaks, because at, at that time he had his church. Yeah. You know, the attendance was strong. There was a lot of right. people there. But if he was gone. People wouldn't come. The attendance was lower. Right. Because, because they came wasn't speaking. Yeah, because right. they came for him. Right. And they weren't necessarily hungry for just the word of God. They were they they needed to see him. Exactly. And he was trying to discourage people from that. Right. Right. Like, like yeah, it shouldn't exactly. matter who's teaching or preaching you should the word. To, you should want to be in God's word. Right. You should be excited about any and anything that someone can tell you that maybe you didn't see in yeah. the word of God. And it's, and he was even he did talk about too people who question the Bible and look at it and say, Well, that's not my interpretation. Because you should go to God. You sh- you should read the Bible for truth. Yes. God, what is your truth in this? What you know? And and if you do that, that it, your interpretation will be the same as everyone else's who wants the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was it was amazing? And I I I guess I'm ready now. You know, I f- I feel like okay, I'm ready now to carry on. I'm, it was a, I'm, like a breakthrough. Yeah. Moment for you. Yeah. I could tell. Yeah, so uh, it was it was just really good. I I and I'm not going to I'm not going to question. I don't want to question God. You know, and and I I guess I I haven't really shared it, it it was embarrassing almost because some of the questions that I had I shouldn't have been asking. Like you know, some I, of the base like we would call Christian basics. Right. Like you yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was questioning all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's good because maybe now I mean, God will always take you somewhere. I believe that he does things so that we can look at ourselves and examine ourselves and we're always broken before him. And so that when someone else comes to us and they're questioning, we don't look at them and think, well, that's really stupid. You you know what I mean? I know now that I won't look at someone the same way when they come to me and say, how do I know this? But I, you know, how, how I'm questioning this. How do I know this? Because God kind of just showed me, you know, even in my prayer life, there are things I need to be praying that I haven't been, you know, for my son, you know, for my dad now who's who's lost his wife, you know, that we will all grow in Christ, that we will all find out what our place is, you know, that we won't question. And I and I have a, a more maybe a compassion, more understanding that I that I didn't have before. So it's not bad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I guess too, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to say, Hey, I had these questions. Do you feel like God has been strengthening you? Well, I know that I don't, I know that I have answers to questions that I didn't have before mm-hmm. in a way that I never ask them. Does that make sense? Yeah. When, when you're questioning is, is heaven really real? Mm. How do I know? Because I didn't die. You know, how do I know? And, and the fear of death, because to me, it's very real. Yeah. That's that's a finality. That's a thing. I mean, I, I, the, the realization that you are going to go and you are going to be before God alone, just you. Right. Not your wife, not your husband, not any of your family members, not your friends, you know, not your parents. It's totally you and totally God. And that relationship has to be pure. 
you have to be broken. Yeah. Because he sees everything anyway. And what fear, you know, I was afraid and I don't I don't know why. Maybe I feel more comfortable with God now because I've asked him those questions. You know, even I cried. I was like, God, how do I know this is real? Why did this happen? You know? And and I still don't know. I it happened because we live in a sinful world and and that's what happens now. You know, ever since Ever since Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and of life, that that there's no longer eternal life. They no longer live forever. Now they die. This is sin. This is what will happen until Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. And it's not anything that anyone can, you know, nothing anyone can do about. You're just going to die. And you have to be ready. You have to, you know, you have to know. You have to know God. Yeah. You know, I'll still fall on my face and I'll still right. I'll still be, you know, totally humiliated and totally humble before him. And I'll still feel like I'm not worthy. But at least I feel comfortable. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell that there was something was happening last night in that. Yeah. And I it's, think it's it was funny, it's a youth it's, it's a, a youth it's a youth uh youth group. A youth yeah. group and I there's I some there's some young young kids I, in there. I hope that I hope that they got something out of it too. I hope that it you know, but you know what? It's really funny how God will do things. And so I told you maybe that was just for me. Mm-hmm. And how that's our God. That's what our God does. Yeah. He'll do something just for you. You know, and, and that's what a that's what a ministry is like. When you go and you sit in a service and you get up and you think, Well, I didn't really get much out of that. Right. Maybe it wasn't for you. You know, maybe you should have gotten something out of it, but it might not have been your service. You know, there's just always there's there's always something that somebody catches. And didn't he say something like uh I God's word and, and he was talking about God's word and something about you know, I don't, I shouldn't have to try to convince people to believe it or something along those lines. Like it doesn't need an yeah, explanation it's not about the person and the way they present it. It's about the word of God and what it says to you. Yeah. It shouldn't be, and, it's and, not and, my interpretation. You have to study and find the truth yourself. Mm-hmm. Pray for the truth, not what you want it to say, but the truth, like it or not. Yes. Yeah. He was okay. talking about, that's what it was. Yeah. I, right. I took notes because I was like, wow, it was so good because mm-hmm. it is so true. You know, really we, we, as as pastors, we try to preach to the congregation or we try to preach to the crowd. We try to pick things that we know are relevant and we try to make it relevant. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we miss it when we do that, you know, because it's just the word of God. Right. It's the word of God. Don't make it relevant. God makes it relevant. God appeals to the soul. God appeals. We don't save people. We just preach the word. The Holy Spirit right. saves people. And I, I can recall when I first gave my life to Christ and when we started going to church and yeah. everything and you start going through things in your life, emotions, questions come yeah. up like that. Yeah. And you and you you feel like you're the only one. Like yes. like there's something wrong with me. Why am I asking these yeah. Questions and I shouldn't didn't, be. Right. Th- yeah. Didn't we already address this? Yeah. You know, yeah. but but I guess as far as uh whether you're just sitting in a church or whether you're in leadership or whatever your position is. You haven't arrived. You're still gonna Exactly. And right. you're still gonna battle this kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. And the devil knows yeah. where to get us. He knows where to 
pull the rug out from under us. Yes. And I I can't even explain it because I I talk to youth, like we've got some youth that are going to go off to college, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I remember like at that age, you feel like you have the whole world at your fingertips. Like you got this, you know, you're going to go and you're going to do this and you don't expect to get bombarded by the devil in the ways he bombards you. Because if you did, you'd be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I really was prepared for this. He waited until I was after tired, mm-hmm. worn out. Just like Jesus. Totally. Yes. Fasted yes. 40 days. Yeah. And I and guess what? I realized, wow, Jesus was some man mm-hmm. because I am not that strong. Mm-mm. I need more. You know, I, I really, I, I, more and more every day I realize how much I need to pray and how much I need the word of God, you know, just, just even to get through the day. And I know that, but you get to a point where it's just, you're overwhelmed and, and that's not a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's good news. It is. It is. And, and I, I think, I think I just, you know, my my thing that God just keeps throwing back to me, and my theme, like my theme, is just is is carrying on broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like I am broken. Yeah, I, I will never be. I, I have a Tammy, our friend Tammy. You know, I was talking to her when I was in South Carolina about how, and she even says it. You know, we're all we're we're jars of clay that he's molding constantly, and it's like you get broke, and you you want the cracks to go away. But the cracks are what God uses. That's where we leak. Yes. He can't take a perfect, <laughs> he can't take somebody perfect and use them. Right. He's got to have somebody broken. Yeah. If you're not broken, there's not, then there's no hope. You know, like, where's your hope? You don't need him. It's when you're broken and you well, realize. Well, I'm not sure who you're going to reach either. No. If you're. Yeah, if, if you come if, across if you, that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a while it might be okay, but then after a while it's like, okay, there's got to be. You know, and I just, I just know I am totally broken. I got no answers other than what is in the word of God. And that was really powerful. You know, so if you haven't read Second Peter, that is a, a really good book. I know we talked about it in Sunday school too, which yeah. is really funny because right. we went through it in Sunday school and it did not speak to me the way it did this time, which just goes to show you that the word of God is is alive. You can read the That's same right. passage, what do they say, 10, yes. 20 times and get something and get different this, yes. out of it every time because yep. the Holy Spirit ministers in different He does. Different ways. He does. And so yeah. well can I give you a little bit of scripture before we close out today? Absolutely. This is from Second Corinthians verse or Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Amen. He is faithful. He is. To the end. To the end. Yep. Well, praise God, Kelly. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Committed to Christ. We love you all, and we will talk to you next time.